This is We're Gonna Meet. It is Monday, January 4th, 2021. I'm Kevin Cooney, along with Mike Kern. Glad you could join us. Happy New Year to everybody. Hope you had a good holiday and were able to gather with friends, uh, well, or gather with family in some form, either virtually or together uh, in person. Um, and, and so we begin the new year and we begin the new year kind of at the same spot where we began the old year, which is with the Eagles. Hello, Michael. Yeah. The, the, as I said last week, the calendar changed. It, it's, it's still two twenty. Mm-hmm. You, you know, we can, whatever it's yeah. going. And it's funny. I was thinking about this the other day on Easter. We did a virtual Easter mm-hmm. with the people that normally, and, and you know, and, and probably at the time we're thinking, okay, you know, whatever, you know, by July 4th, we'll be, and, and we did get together. Like, that was the only one we did virtually. Right. You know, we did have a 4th of July. We did have a whatever we ever. But, yeah, I mean, it's – and and I, I don't know what's going to happen in the two week, the next two weeks politically, but that's a joke. Um, well, so, you know. Yeah, and, and we're going to – I'm going to stay away from that because, to be honest, at this point, it's going to happen. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Sure, absolutely. But it, it's reached new depths, which is fine. Well, that's that's okay. Um, you know. It's whatever it is. And the Eagles have reached new depths. Yeah, so. And, and and so we'll get a little later, we'll get to, hey, you know, the Sixers are 5-1. and one. Um, Yeah, they haven't played anybody, nah. but that's okay. They're, they're, you're supposed to beat the teams that maybe you're supposed to beat. So, but, but yeah, they should be 6-0, and oh, really. Right. We'll, we'll also talk Ohio, a little Ohio State-Alabama, uh, which one week from the night we'll play for the national championship. Yeah, uh, how about me getting like five games in a row right? Wow! Amazing. North Carolina, though they they didn't they didn't come through. Now that that game got away late. <clears throat> well, yeah, but still they didn't. I mean, look, not cover is a not cover. I yeah. mean, I, you know, um, I thought the Buckeyes had a chance. Yep. I, you know, I said to somebody, I said, somebody who actually bet Clemson, friend of our, and after getting after getting Notre Dame in the early game, so he was ahead, and I said it all depends on Justin Fields. Well, and did. The, yeah, and yeah. I don't think anybody could have seen what that no, game developed. But in last year's game, Ohio State could have won the yeah, game. They could have, and, and they and blew they the had big a good lead. team this year. It's just that they only played six games. Um, but hey, whatever. We'll get to that all later. But obviously, you know, the Eagles are a multifaceted kind of thing today. Um, now, when you were watching that game last night, yeah. Did the feeling go over you that this is exactly the way this season should end? Well, I said that actually after the Giant Cowboy game too, because of the way okay. the, <clears throat> the Giants almost fumbling away. Yeah, the Cowboys had a shot to score, and Dalton throws the interception. Then, yeah. uh, then you know, Mike uh, McCarthy, by the way, is an idiot. Were, yeah, you were more right about him than I was. Yeah, um, he's an idiot. And, but see, this is what happens when you win a Super Bowl. Sure. And, you know, like, was Eli a great quarterback because he won two Super Bowls? No. Or not because they never made the playoffs? Like, I think they made the playoffs one other time. Twice, yeah. But Same thing with um, the coach. I mean, look, they had two great Super Bowl runs that were both unexpected. You can't take that away. Um, but but I, think, I, I think the thing with McCarthy was, well, and you talk about that game last night feeling the way – you know, it was appropriate to end. Yeah, it, and it as a shit show, kind of like the division was all year. Um, no, but I mean the move at the end, which made, as so many things have happened this year, look, I'm not trying to paint Doug any which way. He won a Super Bowl. The team hasn't played as well since then. 
They're going to write this season off mostly as a COVID thing, and that's fine. Okay? But the moves that he makes sometimes just leaves you with your with your mouth open saying what? And yet it makes perfect sense to him when he gets up and tries to explain him. So I'm thinking, does he just not get it? Or does he really, like, I, I don't know what to make of it anymore. So that's the part that leaves me. So like with McCarthy, McCarthy doesn't go for two to try to get within three, okay? Mm-hmm. Then he doesn't challenge that one play, which, okay, it's a tough challenge. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it was cut and dry challenge, but don't you have to at that point? And then they could have kicked the field goal at the end to win. Um, I don't know. Well, I, you know, well, you 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 were down on him, and 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 I was. I said, well, I won a Super Bowl, but I think you guys are more right than than I was. Let, let's get to the Eagles end of it. Let, yeah, we'll, we'll take this kind of in chronological, not chronological order, because I'm going to move the first thing from yesterday to last, and, and, because that's going to be the biggest topic of the offseason. That's the Wentz report from Chris Mortensen and Adam Schefter yesterday that Wentz wants to be traded. Um, let's get into the fiasco from last night. And, and look, I have no problem, and I've been on this show since mid-November saying lose out. I felt, you know, go for as high a draft pick as possible, try to make it Howie-proof, Um you know, lose out. You got to take care of what's best for your organization. And I still believe that. And I I would have had no problem with them tanking the game last night. Okay. Except for when you get the 17-14 in the fourth quarter, you almost have got a more, a, 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 a sportsman-like obligation at that point. If you played it straight to that point, if you've kept all your starters in, if you've kept if you've kept Turts in, if you've kept Kelsey and 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 Ertz and and Graham and all them in, you can't put Nate Subfeld in. You really can't put Nate Subfeld in, and you can't look at me in the eye with a straight face and tell me I still want to win the game when I put Nate Subfeld in. Well, you never sorry. know. I mean, you know. Here, here's the thing, Kevin. It's not in the Chamonix High School. Okay, it, it ain't. Hey, Mike Kern sat on the bench for four years. First of all, nobody feels sorry for Nate Sudfeld. He's, He's collected two million well. a year. So, so forget that. He stinks. This quarterback factory that we've heard about—that's fine too. If you're going to put, say we're going to put him in halftime, okay, that's the plan. We're going to play Jalen Hurts for a half, and then we're going to go to Sudfeld. Okay, fine. Hey, whatever. That you don't know the Giants anything. No, that, that no. notion that somehow you screwed the Giants. Giants no, 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 win a seventh game, beat win, the win, beat the Cardinals at home, beat the Bears, beat you know. I am don't. not, but I'm not a person that would have tanked the game to move up three. That that's me now. That's me. I have no problem with beat. And the sixth pick is not Howie proof. Trust me on this one. Okay, it's you, far from it. Okay. Um. In fact, it's in that nether world where you can do too, almost too many things and go. Too many different directions. But anyway, that aside, the way he did it, and then his explanation. Well, and, and so we're not going to suit Carson. Okay, fine. I, I don't even have a problem with that. Here's a guy who sat all year, hasn't played in two years. No okay, preseason. And, and didn't look good when he played no, no two pre- years ago. And he had no preseason. None. But, but you can't do it when you did it in a three-point game and look your guys in the face. And you can see that team. You can see the looks on their faces. 
the offensive guys. It was just, you can't do that. If they'd done it at halftime, I would have almost been okay with it. Yeah, I would too. You gave him a half, you gave him a half. And then one of the things he said was, I think when Jeff McLean tried to bring the thing, is, did you see the third quarter? So are you telling me that you made the move because Jalen didn't play well in the third quarter, which Wentz hasn't played well in the third quarter a lot? Right. So I'm just saying, when they try to make their explanations, they either get caught in lies or the explanations are stupid. They make it worse. They always make it worse. And then what they do is they become the biggest story in the NFL because that's all anybody's talking about today, and they don't get it. They don't get, like, Doug doesn't get why it's a story. Well, you know, I wanted to play. I thought Nate deserved Nate don't deserve shit. Okay, right. this isn't like I'm trying to get a varsity letter for this guy because he's been a good soldier he, for four years. He actually on the Cataldi show this morning said, well, Nate Sudfeld was our backup in the Super Bowl. Okay, because you, you, you had another no option. When Doug, when Doug says stuff like that, you really wonder about Doug. I'm telling you, Kevin, I, I, the, the thinking fast on your feet kind of sure. stuff. Sure. The, but he had he had 19, he had about ten hours to prepare for that answer. It doesn't matter if you can't think, you can't think. What is so hard to grasp about that? Some pe- there are things Doug is very good at. I think getting the guys to play, getting a guy like Kelsey to play sixteen games when he's all banged up and hurt, and some of that's Kelsey. I agree, but there are certain things I don't think Doug is very good at, and I think his offense. He's he's running that. The West Coast offense that nobody runs anymore because it's kind of antiquated. Um, and, you know, Jalen didn't play well last night. Now, did he not play well because he's Jalen? Or because the game plan was vanilla as shit. Well, he, look, he had on that last drive where he played, he had Ertz open in the end zone and missed him. And he had the other guy open in the end zone and missed both guys. Okay. And mm-hmm. they were both touchdowns. So the Eagles would have been winning at that point. And then he goes for you know, he goes for it on the fourth and four, which makes no sense. Which, which no, especially when especially Mike, he didn't go for fourth and two at midfield well, early in the but, game. But I can live with that. It's early in the game. What I'm saying is it's seven earlier in the fourteen late third period. If you're trying to win the game, you kick the field goal. You kick the field goal, you you tie the game, you say, okay. Hey, Redskins, you want to go to the playoffs here? You got a quarter. Because the Redskins weren't playing. The quarterback on the Redskins, God bless him, I love the guy. Washington football team. He couldn't throw off his back foot. Mm -hmm. He he was trying. He couldn't plant his right foot. And the Eagles never grasped the fact that he was only throwing five-yard passes. Yeah. But, hey, look, you know. But but, but, it's it's a forgettable season. Oh, Sure. And, and what he did last night, look, if the rest of the NFL wants to be mad at him, whatever, well, fine. Well, Mike, I look at it like this. I don't care. You're right. I don't give a shit about the New York Giants. I really don't. Or the Cowboys. Or, the Cowboys well, the Cowboys, the Cowboys were out already, but I don't like, give a no, shit about saying, the The Cowboys had beaten the Giants, like all Philadelphia. I don't want the Cowboys to win the division. Who cares who wins the division? Doesn't matter. You ain't winning the division, so... But but What's like my but my point is I don't give a shit about that I really don't yeah, I you know this why. isn't about the New York Giants the, the, uh, and and them feeling like they were wrong no win more games don't exactly. let it don't let it get in the hands of a team that's on a backup quarterback anyway and, and with it, ten players out injured I'm, no stop just Kevin you, you say this all the time you have you this is and it's your phrase so I'm not gonna. You said the opti- it's not a good look. But it's an optics thing. Absolutely. Right. It's an optics thing, and this makes them look 
and, and the stupid or or um the worst thing you want to be called in the NFL is tanking. You know, that that in the NBA, okay, we've seen that. We, and we didn't like it after a while. But you don't want people to sit there and say you tanked. You just don't. It, it's just it's just well, a bit, you know. I I'll disagree in in this sense, okay? And by the way, we I'll get to that point in a second. We talk about optics. That look on Jalen Hurts' face that NBC had last night after he got it, pulled. It ain't right. It ain't right. It ain't right. It, you know, you look at you look at the rest of yeah. You, know, you look at Kelsey after the game. You look at yeah. Zach Ertz. All those guys. And this, and this might be your guy going forward. Didn't you want to see if Jalen Hurts could win that game last night? Yeah. I did. And Washington had played poorly enough. Yeah. That it opened uh-huh. the door that you could have had if if you are thinking about going with Hurts as your full-time quarterback, you at least maybe had a little bit of a, well, a an idea on how he handled a situation look, like Jalen that. did not play well in the no, second half Dow- in Dallas. So you give him, you say, okay, here it's a three-point game. We can win this game. Okay, here you go, kid. End it on a high note. Quarter. Right. Um, and if, you, if he fails, he fails. I mean, it's you know, it's still only his fourth I, game as a starter. I'm not going to kill him. But what if he led them to a victory last night? And okay, so you get the ninth pick instead of sixth. Okay, I, I I get it. But wouldn't you feel a little better going into your offseason about Jalen Hurts took us down the field against a pretty good defense uh to win a game? I would. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't I wouldn't be sitting there going, Jalen Hurts is one of the best five quarterbacks in the NFL, but I think I would feel a little better about it. And I, I, I think Jalen Hurts would feel a little better about it. And you know, this is a head coach that we've talked about. The respect the players have for him in the locker room. Yep, and that is his main benefit. To be honest, that's his main. Yep. That's it. Glowing thing as a head coach, he connects with his room. Emotional intelligence, I think, is what the owner used to describe it. What kind of emotional intelligence was that last night? How was that helping out? You know, it's not again. This is not. I'm putting Nate Subfeld in in the second quarter, and whatever happens, happens. If you want to tank, tank to be all honest, the way, tank the whole start them. But here's the problem: if Carson had, was still had still been your quarterback, mm-hmm. let's say let's say Jalen Hurts wasn't around, whatever. I think they would have done that. I think they would have put Sudfeld in, start the game, say Carson, just just sit over there. Yeah, but the way they did it just looked stupid. As many things the Eagles do. Look stupid. They didn't do it the right way. You don't at a three point game. Like somebody said, let's say the Eagles have been losing by fourteen at that point. Go ahead, put him in. Right. Put Sudfeld in the game. You know, I don't care at that point. It doesn't make a difference. But Sudfeld clearly, clearly can't play. Oh, I he mean, can't. I'm not playing him just for last night. I don't. You know, when you haven't played, he's great holding years. a Surface Switch uh, tablet. That's it. That's he's, his, he's he's not he's not going to be here next year. It doesn't matter. They're going to have to get a different backup quarterback. You know, probably, probably he earned his varsity guy. letter. I mean, great. You know, What's like What's he earned that? his varsity letter. That's great. You know, he got. And that's in. what he said. That was his exact. Yeah. It was like it was the Shamini High School coach telling you after the last game, Kevin. We put Mike Kern in because you know what? He's been there for four years. He's come to every practice. He's done whatever we asked him, and we felt that he, you know, he deserved that. Okay, that okay, that being whatever. that being said, and I know I'm yelling a lot, and that's an embarrassment to Sudfeld. To Sudfeld, it is. Yeah, you know, uh, did he get taken the Dairy Queen after the game at this point? You know, I mean, come on. I don't know. Um, I don't know. You know, and, and, and that being said, 
as outraged as I am at the way the Eagles handled that, I'm going to go after one of your boys. Mike Greenberg, you are such a friggin' hypocrite. What do you do? This was a total disgrace by the Eagles. It, it was you know, like uh, embarrassing and all that. This is a man who advocated tanking for Trevor Lawrence for 10 weeks and tweeted out how disgusted he was, how he was happy for the players, but how devastating it was for the organization that they had beat the Rams two, three weeks ago. Like, are you oh, kidding me? The, hypocr- the hypocrisy on some people about this it, you know you talk about how nfl play uh, nfl teams hate that black market tanking well what did the jaguars do all year what did the jets well, do well, all i think year? the jaguars just stunk um but look it it's it, it's it, it, if, if greeny was the only one that had said that today i i would be you know no, like, but he's the symbol of what but what i'm is. saying is everybody said it like it wasn't greeny it was rex ryan it was the quarterback, uh, Dan Orlowski and Ryan Orlowski, Clark and everybody. And, and I think rightfully said, now I'm not going to say it was the worst thing in the world I've ever seen, but the fact that it was the last game of the season, I was just going to say TV, mm-hmm. every, if this had been the one o'clock, game, nobody notices it. A lot of people, well, you know, it wouldn't have been the same. It would have fallen through the cracks. It, it, and, it, and it's to me, it's all Doug's fault. There was no reason whatsoever to put Nate Sudfeld in that game. The way that you did now, Let's say you got into the fourth quarter and the Redskins scored again, and it was 24-14 and there's seven minutes left. If at that point you wanted to throw Sudfeld in, okay. I might not totally agree with that, because I. but I'm saying, okay, you're down 10 or seven mm-hmm. minutes ago. They haven't done anything in a couple quarters. Yeah. But I, not, it was almost like, it was almost like, you know what it looked like, Kevin, when you're playing like a, a platoon quarterback. Oh, yeah. It's like okay, it's your series now, and 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 then this guy's going to have this quarter, then this guy's going to have that quarter, and it does not. It did. Tell me who it served. It did. The, the Eagles didn't learn anything about Nate Sudfeld. They probably they learned nothing about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts' mind. Um, they the looks on their on some of their guys' faces, like you said, was just like, Coach, what are we doing? What? Why? What are we doing here? You know, and it's and again, you know, I get. The difference between six and nine, you know, in, in a draft, I do. Then just don't play any. Don't play any. Go out and just don't don't play 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 me. Don't, don't insult you in there, right? And say to the Redskins, you're going to win by thirty. We're not playing anybody. Don't That's in, what you do then. Don't insult anybody's oh. intelligence. By the way, I got a text from my wife. Why are you yelling? So yeah, well, she's I get too, that sometimes she's, too. She's too. Uh, let me ask. Let me ask. So, let me ask you a question. Because yeah. Max Kellerman kind of brought this up today when he was talking about like. If, what if the Eagles had been up 21-17? What if they had scored a touchdown there when, mm-hmm. when Jalen misses the two guys? Was Sudfeld coming in? Probably. Well, then, you know what? Then, then your horse's ass. Then Because then, I want to hear the explanation then. Well, we wanted to give Nate some time. Oh, okay. You're up uh, 21-17 here, Doug. You have a chance in a season where you've only won four games. You have a chance to win a fifth game. Uh, Mike, think oh, okay. of it. Mike, think of this. They they they've had Nate Subfell for four years, okay, and every time they had a possibility of making him the full time backup, yeah. okay. I know they've, I, go, I they've gone out and got somebody else. QB factory, pal. All right, and Howie, Howie took that back a little bit today too. Yeah, he did. He did. Howie's backed into a corner now. 
and he and but that's okay. Look, yeah. it, it is what we've seen this with. The Eagles are no different than any other organization operating. When things go bad, the difference is they have a Super Bowl three years ago. The Jaguars don't. The the you know some of these other teams that that aren't real good and haven't been real good um, don't have that to hang their hats on. So I mean, it's just um, it, it's just it, it, it's just. And here's the and the funny thing is, remember we all talked about how that tie might have helped them win the division. The tie might have cost them the, like the number four pick. It cost them the five because if they had lost, they would have been ahead of uh, Cincinnati. How about Atlanta? Atlanta has yeah. four law is four and eleven or well, four and twelve. Also, yeah. I don't know how the tiebreakers would have worked out. Well, and, and hindsight's twenty twenty. If you lose. I, I, yeah, well, I'm, I know. But they might not have lost that Bengals game. It probably was going to end in a tie anyway. Right. But you want to talk about, like, strange things? That sink game ended up costing them. Sure. But at the time, they still could win right. the, the division. division. I get that it. That was the difference. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. I get it. Oh. But, uh, hey, look. They went two and four in a division that was historically bad. And one of those wins was when Ebron drops a ball, which he dropped one yesterday. He just must drop a ball every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other was against a Cowboy team that was playing some Ben Denucci. Ben Denucci. Think about that. Denucci's mm-hmm. worse than Sudfeld. Yeah. That's their two wins ben, in the division this year. But Ben Denucci was also their number four starter. I I, I understand that. I I I'm, they they didn't beat as far. They, the only starting quarterback they beat all year was Jones. And again, that was on a drop pass and, a, and then a great pass by Carson at the end. Um, that's the only starting quarterback that they beat this season. I and they uh, lost to a quarterback who's no longer in the league. Right. That they had a 17 point lead against. I See, that's when we, we should have known the season was going bad. Yeah. But the interception against the Redskins and the interception against the Rams. The one near the end of the first half where you, you were down five. I'm going to have to start a fine jar for every time you say the Washington football team's old name. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Al Michael said it twice last week, but he was right Colin, because he was referring to 2017 and said the Redskins. Right. Well, well they Col- were the Redskins. Right, and Collinsworth mentioned it at the end of the game last night too. So, um, yeah. All right, so Howie, as Mike said, met the media today with Doug, who just sat there kind of idly. Um and he took back the quarterback factory. Uh, now, are these two guys officially back? Do we? They know are. That, Kevin, I would assume, but they didn't make that announcement today, right? No, and they didn't make. They haven't made the Jim Schwartz announcement yet either. Okay, okay. But just, I, I, I think to... I think the visual of both of them back there, and, and yeah, yeah, I got you. And to be honest, and uh, you know, Jeff Jeff owes an explanation here too. Uh, you didn't like his question? No, no. Oh, Jeff Lurie. Jeff oh, Lurie. Okay. No, McLean was great. McLean, I, I think, yeah, but I think he went. This is the only thing I'll say. He phrased it. He made it sound like, like I read Marcus's column too today, right? And Marcus made it sound like there was three men in Dealey Plaza, like that the guy jumped off sides, like like he was told to do that. Like Marcus brought up like three or four things that happened in the game, other yeah. than the Sudfeld thing, where he says, "Well, you, you know, well, this was the Eagles trying to lose a game." But whoa, 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 whoa. Let's take a step back here a second. Somebody told that defensive lineman jump off sides. I mean, come on. What are we saying well, here? Hold on. People? I will say there was one odd instance last night that I wondered about, and it was brought up on Twitter um, by our buddy Rob Motti and McLean, both of them. 
<clears throat> it was on the first play of the second half when the uh, Washington running back, and I forget who it was, um, went into a pile. And the ball came out, and the Eagle picked it up and ran it back for a score. Now, NBC cut right to a stat package they had. Mm-hmm. But in the park, the Eagles crew showed the replay. And the replay showed the ball had come out. They ruled it was a down-by-contact mm-hmm. line. But the, the replay, it showed the ball had come out. Right. And there was no challenge or anything. That would have resulted in an Eagle score if mm-hmm. it if it had gone the replay and Doug didn't throw that. And okay. But but again, Kevin, we, we, but but that's not a conspiracy but, theory. But that again, could be listen to what we're saying here. Oh, it could be ineptness. Yeah. You, you, no, no, no. It, it, and, and maybe they were trying to lose the game. I'm not. But we're we're making it again. The three gunmen and Dilly play. Yeah, I get it. Because people put A with B with C and say, "Hey, I got D." But that's a, that is a danger, Mike. Exist. The Loch Ness monster exists. No, what I'm saying is maybe the Eagles are just that stupid or or, or whatever. I, I don't have an answer. But if you're going to lose the game on purpose, just lose the game on purpose. Yeah. Just start Sudfeld or start start whatever. Uh, it, but, you know. but, but all right, so today at the press conference, Howie took responsibility for it all, and, and he said a lot of things. And really but he defended, he defended a lot of things, too. He defended a lot of things, too. He gl- talked Which he glo- has to do. Yeah. He talked he glowingly to. about, you know, how how well they've done over the last four years. Yep. Um talked about the two playoff seasons kind of poo-pooing the fact that those playoff seasons were probably because the division was so poor um then they they made the playoffs kevin you I, can't just discount it. it it's it's it is what it is it's it's i can't discount the super bowl because frank Reich was the offensive coordinator right um but, but people try to do that and made it sound like that they're ready for what's coming up here with the salary ooh, cap. Ooh. Yeah. What did he have to say about Jefferson? I heard that. That was pretty Well, good. he, of course, can't mention Jefferson by name, but he goes, you know. I no, think. but somebody else, the questionnaire did. The Whoever questionnaire did, the question. right. And and the comment was, you know, if everybody could see into the future like that, or everybody looked and right. could do it with hindsight, Justin Jefferson basically was never going to get to their pick. And and the other thing he made, he was, well, there are people <clears> that picked ahead of us that took wide receivers that didn't take Jefferson. Who cares if everybody else was wrong? Your job is to be right. And that's what you can't be wrong as many times as they've been wrong and, in the last three years. And I understand he's not going to get in front of the camera and say, but I sucked the last three years. I, I get it. You can't do that. But my God, I mean, well, just, and, and he defended like the building itself. Like, you know, oh, you know, the last two GMs. Sure he's going hired, to. Well, yeah. two, two GMs got hired from, hired from within his building. You're, just remember this: Whiteside had a couple catches last night, oh. and one was actually a nice catch. One over the middle, right? Yes, it was. Um, Where's that been for two years? You know, Kevin. Let me ask you a question: Do you ever think? And the more I hear about it, and there's so many things that are wrong with this that have gone wrong. At some point, don't you question the coaching? I question I everything. Mean, I don't mean Doug. I don't mean just Doug. Your position coaches? I, well, if White, if. if it, it seems to me that other players, some of these players go to other places and play better. Yeah, Aguilar. Why? Why? Why can't Game planning. Play? It could be game planning. It could be uh, could be some people aren't fit for the town. You hate saying it that way. Well, but- I've, heard, I've heard people that know a lot more about this than I do telling me they're not sure about the way Doug sets his staff up. Well, that's... And I- 
you know, well, I don't know. How many <clears throat> wide receiver coaches have they had like in the last four years, yeah, five years? They've had a couple. And they've had problems at wide receiver. receiver. Now, I will say one of the more laughable lines was how he gets to how he said the day that Doug gets to pick his coaching staff, which is complete nonsense. Because otherwise, Carter, some Walsh, yeah. and Mike Grow would have never been let go. Well, well, they lied to you. I mean, the, the, look, the Phillies lied to us. This, every organization lies. That's mm. look. They're not going to. You're not going to put them on true serum. And and the other part is Doug also is big on. I made this decision. I made this decision. It's mine alone. Yeah, all that. Uh, I mean, I don't. I mean, come on. Uh, I'm know, at the point where I don't fools. care who made the decision. I really. Well, ain't. I want to clean out everybody who has made a decision in that yeah, building in the last three years. He, he, here's the thing that they better get used to right now. Right now, the Eagles are the most scrutinized team in this town. Anyway. <laughs> Yep. Okay, that's just the way it is. They better be ready for the deluge of scrutiny that they are going to get from here until August. And and then after that, the normal it's and I know look, we're going to get into the Flyers, we're going to get into the Sixers. Hopefully at one point we'll get into the Philly. But the Eagles are going to be because you know how the NFL works. There's always something. Right. You know, there's OTAs, if there is OTAs this year, but there, there's a draft, there's a free agency, there's there's this, there's that, there. And if you have a quarterback competition in this town, it is going to be unbelievable. It's it's just well, going to be and it's going to be nuts. And this, um, and this is where, to be frank, this is where the the owner has to come forward and and, and say something. And he isn't going to. He's he'll he's make not his going. one or two statements a year. That's what he's going to. Yeah, and one of them normally I should point out is at the owners' meetings, which is either in Palm Springs or you know wherever they have Phoenix, uh, which I would assume is virtual this year. I I, uh, I guess, and that's Kevin. almost like a that's almost like a league mandated one, right? Um, <clears throat> I think Jeff this year, it would be wise on Jeff's part to make a comment before this because there's a lot of questions about his structure and how he feels about the structure of the franchise and, and, and where he is, because, you know, we, we heard the McLean report about how he walked, he didn't go to Cleveland and he, and he's walked out of practice and he's been pissed off and agitated and all that. Well, then he should fire his coach and his general, manager. <clears throat> but then, but then he ha- keeps his GM and his head coach. Well, then, then, well, then that, you know, that's uh, look, so what one thing, you know, you one thing doesn't that- jibe with the other. Well, we've had guests on recently, all the, all fall, basically telling you how life has changed for reporters, and you know because think about this in a normal situation, people would have went up to Carson Wentz after the game yesterday. They're actually I mean, having if, he, if he was calls. around, if he was right. in the locker room and available to talk, they can't do that now because no. you can't get a hold of Carson. Uh, I've heard different things. Anthony was of the belief that that report yesterday came strictly from the Eagles, that it was not a Carson thing. That wouldn't surprise so- me. Then somebody pointed out that, well, Carson should have came out and said something that it, that it didn't come. Look, I, I, it's a he said, she said. I think the Eagles, as much as maybe they don't want to kind of, I think they're ready to get rid of Carson because they realize it can't work here with Carson. Before we get into the Carson thing, I wanted to, there was, and I'll give our buddy Elliot Shore Parks credit. Um, he has the full quote here. Um <clears throat> talking about the Jefferson for Rager and our KO Whiteside for Metcalf. Roseman didn't say their names, but here's the answer in full so you can read between the lines. I'd say one, obviously the guy you're talking to, Roseman seemed to mean Jefferson, had a phenomenal year. It's not like our heads are in the sand and we didn't see that and we didn't spend a lot of time on that guy. 
obviously when you talk to other GMs in this league, <clears throat> if everyone knew what those guys were going to do, they wouldn't have even been close to the pick we were at, and there were other receivers taken. Yep. We went in the draft trying to find the right guys for our team and thought we, in terms of what we thought we needed to have a better offense. That is a, with a lot of discussion of our scouts with our coaches. This is definitely a lot of opinion on this draft class and this receiver class for sure. I will also say Jalen is a very young player. He just turned 22. He missed a bunch of games with injuries. He didn't have durability issues in college. At the same time, those things are over a period of time. They play out. I think about this morning, I was thinking about the 2010 draft and how we went with Brandon Graham and guys that maybe started their careers fresh. I'm not saying one guy's going to be better than the other in a career at the, other, at the end of their careers, but sometimes, guys, it hits later than it does for others. And we're counting on both those guys to take a big step forward. J.J. too. I was happy J.J. got an opportunity yesterday, but there's no doubt we're not sitting here not watching that, not seeing that, and not going through what it what made the decision when we looked at all those guys. Sometimes you see it, and we talk about it all the time. Sometimes they're medial grades. Uh, I'm not talking about this particular situation in the first round, but sometimes there are medical grades, and sometimes guys are off the board. It's just the nature of the business. Uh, so. Well, a couple things. First of all, he's right about Rager. We we don't have a way of grading him yet. He, he played like half the year. No, and he could turn out to be a late bloomer. Who knows? Could, who knows? But... The point is, one of the reasons you claimed you took him was because of his return ability. He didn't return anything. No. He, he ran one back for a touchdown. And then it was and, Greg Ward the rest of the way. So, so or Boston I, I don't Scott. hear that. He also, one of the knocks on him was he drops balls. He well, did. we've seen him drop balls. Okay. Jefferson set a rookie NFL record. Mm-hmm. You had him. He. Why would you take a guy who's a project over a guy who was the best wide receiver in college football. And I don't care if three other teams passed on him because they took a guy from Alabama or 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 DD or CD the Lamb, Lamb or whatever. From Oklahoma, um, right. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear that. That, that that's a, and as far as the 2010 draft goes, can we please get over this thing that Brandon Graham is a great player? Can we please get past that? He's a nice he, player. He's a nice player who made a play in the Super Bowl that if he had not made that play, you wouldn't be talking about Brandon Graham the way we talk about him. He's a great yeah, person a, by he, all accounts. He had a good year this year. He, Kevin, he's in year 10 or 11 of his career, and he made the Pro Bowl, okay? Um, and he's getting $18 million next year and getting your cap. So please don't tell me, Howie, what a great pick Brandon Graham. Was he a bad pick? No, I'm not going to sit here and say he was a bust. But for four years or five years, we talked about him like that. Okay, so I don't want to hear that because he's going to take every pick that he picked that turned out to be a good pick, and that's what he should do. He should defend himself. And I can throw him five guys in the last three years that are absolute dog dirt as of this point who aren't even on the team anymore. Well, you know, and, and, so. And, and to be honest, this is this is something I thought about a lot while watching Alabama in the, in the national semis, and everybody talked about the three wide receivers and Smith and all that, Okay. The Eagles have not, like, when I think wide receivers now in, in in the NFL, I think of SEC receivers. You know, the guys from Florida, the, guy, the guys uh, from Bama and LSU, and you look around and, and you see every team has that. And the Eagles always insist on kind of falling back on two conferences, the Big 12, which doesn't play defense, so you don't know what the hell they are, and the Pac-10, which hasn't been relevant in years. 
uh, or the Pac-12. So, you know, if you want to look at a draft philosophy where they've gone wrong, how about start with that, you know? Yeah. But, they, but I mean, look, when they took Zach Ertz, I thought it was a really good pick, and it turned out to be a really but, good pick. But that's almost like from a different age, isn't it? I, I, I get it, Kevin, but I agree with you. I don't disagree with you. But, like, for instance, this year, now everybody wants the guy who might win the Heisman Trophy, okay? And he, I'm not so sure he's going to be a great pro. He's thin. Because he's small. Uh-huh. And he, and he may be great at the next level. I'm not saying that because he's been – they got the one guy who's sitting out who's injured who – I mean, Alabama has these guys every year. I, I, I'm – but I'm just saying the Eagles' track record with wide receivers is so flipping bad mm-hmm. going back to, to Matthews even, who wasn't as good as they thought he, he was going to be, um, that they had to bring Deshaun back and just put him – I mean, the guy I like actually, and I know it's early, 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 early. LSU. No, the cornerback from Bama, uh, Sertain or, or uh, Patrick Sertain I mean, the second. Right, he looks. I mean, look, his father has think, NFL pedigree. Right, I think the guy who's really going to be good, and like I said, I'm. This is just is that tackle from Oregon who seems he's, like he's yeah, but he'll like, be gone. He'll be gone. He'll be he gone. He won't be on the board, and we don't know what's going to happen. My biggest fear in all this, J- honestly, Jamar guy, Chase is probably going to be the guy who'll be around where the Eagles pick the wide receiver from LSU. Yeah, yeah, or or all the Alabama guys will probably beat her except Devontae for Smith. The one guy. Maybe Devontae uh, Smith. Yeah. The, what scares me is if God forbid the Eagles fall in love with a quarterback after getting rid of Carson. If they mm-hmm. know they're getting rid of Carson or they've already gotten rid of Carson, that that, that number six, like one of these guys, uh, the, the guy from BYU, the guy from God North forbid, Dakota. State. I don't think the guy from North Dakota State is going to go that high, but. It just scares me that they're going to – because I think in a perfect world, if the Eagles could trade down from six – And get multiple first rounds. To, and maybe only move back like four spots or five spots so that they got like 11 and maybe a, something in the 20s maybe, and then they would have their pick at the top of the second round. Maybe you get three players. You have to get players this year. You can't get a white side. You can't get a regger. You can't get guys. You have to get people who are going to be in here playing next year. At least two or three of them. You have to. It's as simple as that because your cap is shot to crap. And, you, you know, you, you got to get guys. And I understand there's always guys that everybody thinks are going to be good to turn out not to be good. It's not just the Eagles that take guys like that. It's a lot of teams that take guys like that. Um, But, man, it, it's just, you know, I just said their their record. You know, Seth Joyner said this. They've taken like five or, or no. How, what did Seth say? Nine wide receivers they've taken in the last six years. I think he said right. And none of them <clears throat> have basically turned out to be anything close to what you wanted them to be. That's hard to do. That really is hard to do. And you could almost make the same thing at defensive back. You could almost make the same statement. Um. I'm actually. I actually just saw a, a a news flash. This is not Eagles related, um, but Villanova has now announced a pause in team activities in their next three games. Again, Tuesday at the Paul, Friday home versus Marquette, January thirteenth at Xavier, have been postponed. More COVID issues inside the program. Yeah, I'd say welcome to two thousand twenty. Um, you know, it didn't go away. It's it's it, this is it's almost like you want to say it's a joke. But I understand they're trying as hard as they can. Can to get through. 
to get through and to be safe and all those things. And I don't think, and this is what I don't think this country's ever come to grips with. You can't do both. You can't stay safe and not have COVID issues. It, it just it isn't, it isn't going to happen. It's just a matter of how many COVID issues do you have. <laughs> you know, it's, it's uh, you know, so Villanova is going to play like what one game in, in a month in a month, uh, by the way, an NFL coach. We already heard this morning. Um, um, Doug Marone was fired by the Jaguars. Adam Gaze was fired last night. Anthony Lynn has been fired today by the Chargers. Yeah, we figured that. I'm trying to think who else might be. I mean, I don't know about Denver. I, if I was Denver, I think I'd think about it, but. I don't think Denver's any good anyway. They haven't had a quarterback since. I think it's going to be. I think that's going to be it because there were so many in-season changes too. Uh, well, the, the Lions still have to hire somebody, don't they? Oh, well, yeah, but I'm saying you already have three: the Lions, the Texans, and the um, uh, who was the third? Um, Atlanta. Okay, Lions, Texans, Atlanta. Which is the best job? Atlanta. Actually, no, okay. no. I take that back. I take that back. It's Houston. Because of the quarterback, because because of, of Watson, yeah, yeah, but that guy made some bad trades, man. That being I that mean, being the, said, the, yeah, they're gonna have they have the number three pick, or they would have had the number three pick. How about they, that? They would have had the number. What did, what was that trade? What did they get? They got the Laramie Tunsil and uh, the left tackle and uh, the one wide receiver who they ended up releasing. Right. So you Ken, could have the Kenny third Kenny pick. Um, Kenny uh, Stills was the okay. receiver. So you could have the third pick, which could be that Oregon lineman. Yep. Um, could be a wide receiver, which could they be need. The cornerback from Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, any of those guys, and you have this quarterback that you just gave a, uh, you just gave a load to. I mean, what do you think Deshaun Watson's thinking today? I wish I didn't sign and, the big. And guy. the Cardinals didn't make the playoffs either, even after getting Hopkins. Yeah, because again, they kind of they, well, their second half wasn't real good. Well, I think also uh, what Murray was hurt. I mean, that was pretty clear. Okay, but they were playing a team yesterday that was playing their backup yeah, quarterback. But Murray had been hurt for a while. I, I understand uh, that. And that's what happens with quarterbacks right. like Murray. And well, if the Eagles going forward better have a good backup. Backup. Yep. And that leads just to in the case. Just in case. Do you think, obviously, the Chris Mortensen report yesterday with Adam Schefter saying Carson Wentz wants out, uh, the, the, the relationship between him and Doug Peterson has basically dissolved. Doug doesn't say that. Doug hasn't said that. Um no. I don't and Mort Mort is not a flamethrower. Mort Mort is no. one of the best in the business at, at doing this. So I don't But as I'm saying, that. where did the story come from, Kevin? Oh it had to be the Did Eagles. it come from Carson's camp? Or did it Eagles. come from the Eagles camp? I think it had to be the Eagles. Or, or did it come from somebody not in either camp? Like somebody, oh. you know, it's, it's, uh no, I'm pretty certain it came. Okay, so if you're the if you're the Eagles, why would you put that out there? Set the groundwork. Okay, but then the why si- would your the coach si- get up at a press conference and say there's no problem? Because he has to have deniability. Okay, fine, whatever. I did. We play games. This yeah. is what we do in the world. We play games. We see it every day, whether it's politically, sports wise, this way wise. That people sit up there and say things that you know aren't true. Morton, um, Mortensen said this morning when he appeared on John Kincaid's show on 97.5 The Fanatic. And by the way, John has agreed to come on the program here. So we'll, uh, we'll get him on. Angelo's going to come on in the next couple weeks uh, as well. Um, so we'll have those as our guests. But uh, Mortensen on, on Kincaid this morning indicated that um, he believes the price for Wentz would be a second-round pick, maybe a second and a fourth. Um 
and that the that Wentz's camp would be willing to make some financial alterations to help facilitate a trade. Okay. Would uh, you take do you think a second and a fourth is is what you're going to get? I mean, is that I don't know. I don't see anybody giving them a first right now. So yeah. Okay, so here's a guy that you moved up to to get you know, oh, you gave away stuff. You're, you're biting your it. losses at this point, Mike. I mean, and if he goes to Indy and, you know, an Indy team that just won 11 games. Mm-hmm. Now, look, Wentz might go to Indy and stink. Yeah, I'm, But I'm, then it's on him. And then, it, Right, right, right. But what if he goes, let, let's say you're an eagle mm-hmm. and you, you trade him to Indy. Let's just say, for, let's say Indy gives you the best package, whatever. I'm yeah. just throwing it out there. And he go. it could be another team. It could be a team other than Indy. But he goes to Indy. And they win 12 games next year, and and he's playing good. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying he's the MVP of the league, but he's playing well. What does that make you look like? I mean, like, like you know, it, at some point, then, aren't people going to look at the Eagles and say, huh? Oh, I think you know. I think people are at that point right now. Right, but I if mean, Wentz goes somewhere else and doesn't play well, at least you can say, hey, it wasn't all the Eagles' fault. No, that's you know, true. Which it probably isn't, um, but this has all this has disaster written all over it. It's a, and I'm more convinced, Kevin. I'm telling you, I, I I don't, I'm not like a superstitious kind of guy, so to speak. We sold our soul in 2017. All those years that we said, oh, all we want is a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and we waited and we waited, we waited through the Andy Reid era, and then and we got it, we got it, and we don't know how we got it. Wow. We got it. I, and I think we paid the devil, and I think this is the, the part where now we're going to suffer mm-hmm. for a while, and I still think it's worth the trade-off. Um, but I'm just saying, it. it I, I think there's some kind of um, um, fate kind of thing wrapped all around this. Well, you know, it's funny you mention that because over the holidays, and I'm gonna I'm gonna advise our listeners. It's a spoiler alert. Okay. Uh, oh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You're going to uh, tell me how Game of Thrones ends? No. <laughs> so I watched Wonder Woman 1984 over the holidays. You hated it. I hate it. Okay. Hate. But the but the basic premise was like the 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 villain in it who wasn't Kristen Wiig. It was the other guy. Or it was the guy. You know, it was kind of made to look like Trump. Um You're basic, talking like I would actually know these people. Okay. But I love but, but okay. The basic point was you can wish for anything and it can be yours, but there's always a price for your wish. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what has happened here. But see, and I'm okay with it. Like, like if you had said to me, Mike, you weren't going to win the Super Bowl in 17, you know, you're going to lose to the Falcons. Right. Or God forbid, you're going to get to the Super Bowl and lose lose to the Patriots. Right. Um, Okay, and you're and you're going to be you're not going to fall off the face of the earth, kind of. You're going to, you know, but I can't guarantee you're going to get a Super Bowl in the next five to ten years either. I'm taking the Super Bowl. Yeah, of course I'm taking the Super Bowl. You know, it'd be like asking me about the Phillies in 08. Did, did I? If you said, well, that happened, but then it's going to go like a little steadily downhill after 09. Okay, so what would have been the alternative? We don't win in 08, and maybe we win in the 10 and 11 or or something like okay. Everybody in Philadelphia would have made that trade. Yeah, they would. Now you're dealing with the flip side of it, that the team is taking a step back, and we, we sort of don't know why. We think we have, you know, we have theories, We and probably all of them are kind of right to a degree. Well, you know, we got to live with this. It's 
And I'm not convinced that Jalen Hurts going forward is the guy. Right. Which is the really bigger dilemma that you might have to find a quarterback. Uh, and the only way you usually get a quarterback is if you're drafting. I mean, look, we all think Trevor Lawrence is going to be really good. Okay, but he might not be. Um, you know, Mariota and, and, and Jameis Winston were supposed to be really good. People are going to hyperventilate over Justin Fields from the other night, but then you also do have a cautionary hey, tale. What if of Justin highest... Fields beats Bama? Yeah. I, I mean, and you know how that works. And, and I, like I said before, Joe, I, I mean, I think... look, his performance the other night was gutty as shit after getting nailed in the ribs like that and the come in, it kind of stupid. You know who Justin Fields is? Oh. He's Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he is. There's a lot of guys like that, and they're good guys. Jalen Hurts was, was a great college player, and he may be a good pro player. I'm not saying he isn't, but there's a lot of guys. You know what the most Fields has a better arm than Hurts. Fields has a better arm. The Bills. Right. Okay? Everything that Josh Allen is is what we thought Carson Wentz was going to be. Yep. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Watch him play. He's got the arm. He's got the legs. Now, he's got better weapons around him. Um. But think about that. That's Carson Wentz. That's yeah. the Carson Wentz we saw the first 13 games in 2017. And you look at that and you're like, oh, my God, it really does work. It <laughs> yeah. does. I, I mean, mean, you know, in the Eagles, it worked in 17. The Eagles only lost two games that year. And the, the key for the Bills and everybody going forward is when the tape comes out now, how does the – how does the player adjust to the adjustments that other yeah, teams Yeah, but it's are been a year and a half. I mean, it's, it, it, I think... Well, he wasn't he, great last year. He was and, okay. And, yeah, but when they went out and got and got Sheldon Diggs, um, that was a, a major move Diggs. on their part. Now, they could have had Jefferson, I guess, but getting him and he has, he has the year he had, which is unbelievable. But here's the other thing. If we go back to 2017 and Carson had not got hurt, mm -hmm. there's no guarantee they would have won the Super Bowl, and that's not a knock on Carson. I'm just saying is if that season had gone like it would and they would have went 13-3 and three yeah. or 14-2, and because Carson probably wouldn't have played the last game either, um, and maybe they lose in the playoffs. Maybe they lose to Brady um, or, or whatever. How are we viewing them then? I, 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 but, if, but again, if he hadn't got hurt, we don't know what the future would have held. And there was, he, The knee injury, the back injury, and the concussion. We don't know fully... I think the knee took something out of him, yeah, a little so. something. But I don't know. I still don't know what the concussion took out of him. I have no idea. You know, but I think the danger here is, you know, and you hinted at it. If you Trey Wentz and he ends up going and, and being productive elsewhere, mm -hmm. then what was all this for? Like everything they did, everything they did the trade up. Everything they went through this year with, with all the struggles and hurts. and Well, it's like the process. Right. I mean, what, uh, but they did win a Super Bowl. You have to give them the fact that they oh, moved you, up to get a guy that had you at 13 or, or 11 and 2. Right. You, you, you can't dismiss that. He was going to be the MVP of the league. Okay. The Eagles were going to be the top seed. So I don't know if it would have ended with a trophy. But if the injury hadn't happened, maybe in, in 18 they're good again. You know, maybe Wentz plays like he did in 17. We'll never, ever, ever, ever know that. You, you know, it's like, it's like, what would RG3 have been if he hadn't gotten hurt? I don't know. What would Teddy Bridgewater have been if he hadn't gotten hurt? Um, And, and Wentz was probably better right. than those guys, or at least better than Bridgewater. And I think, Mike, I'm going to look at it. I'll always now look at that 17 team. And it's, I think, fair to – because 
a lot of the guys who are still here from that team are going to be gone at the end of this year. We can sure. safely say that. Sure. Um, I'll almost view that team as the football equivalent of the 93 Phillies in a sense of, and look, they won the ultimate trophy. So that's a difference. I'm not yeah. discounting that, but it was such a bam moment. It was a, such a, 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 a kind of out of the blue lightning in a bottle, whatever you want to call it moment. I don't want to say they got lucky, but well, they got it, something that, yeah. And that, but we said that before, right? I, but, I, said, I said that when it, ha- I mean, 08 was like that. Only what happened with 08 was it came earlier than we thought, but then they turned out to be good the next three years. Right. So that makes it a little and, bit different. And I think with the Eagles, we all thought maybe that was the beginning of something. In the end, it wasn't. Well, I know they made the- people don't win multiple Super Bowls. When everybody was but- running around Philadelphia saying, we're the Patriots, whoa. Let's whoa whoa well, wait. First of all, your quarterback's got his knee in a in a whatever. Well, um, how he how he mentioned the, what? How he mentioned the day like oh we were fifteen yards away from being a, in another championship I know, game and they were. I mean he's yes. not wrong. He's not they, wrong, they, but no, Kevin, you can't butt it. You you can't. Well, you, See, that's the problem. You can, no, you can't. They with a backup quarterback went to New Orleans, a team that should have been in the Super Bowl that year if they didn't get screwed the following week. And you had a chance to beat them. You can't take that away and say it didn't happen because you don't like the scenario of how it happened. You can't do that. Now, last year, yeah, last year, and and again, I go back to the fact that everybody in Philadelphia had them beating Seattle, even though they haven't beaten Seattle or scored more than 13 points against Seattle in 20 years. And then they had them going to Green Bay and giving the Packers a game. And that's just the, the the reality reality of Philadelphia. It, it, it happened. This year happened also. But they're going to put it up. And I don't blame them in the sense that if I was them, I'd probably be doing the same thing. It's a COVID year. It's weird. Here's the problem. The Eagles in their inner sanctum, whatever, whether Jeffrey, Howie, Dougie, they can't treat this as if they're still close. Yep, I agree. And part of the problem is they're in a division where they are Still close. You know, if they win four more games next year, which in the NFL happens a lot, if they can be an eight-win team or so, they're probably in contention for the division until real, real, real late in the year. So they have to go in, and this is why, if I was Jeff, I would have thought about blowing it up. Now, I understand why he's not, because he has ties to these guys from three years ago. Mm -hmm. But they have to, it's almost like you said with the Falcons, you know, the Falcons should have won a Super Bowl and then they kind of didn't react the way they should have. The Eagles have to treat this like major things need to be done, not tweaking here or there, major stuff. And what the major stuff is, I I, I guess it starts with the salary cap. You know, who are we getting rid of? You know, Zach Ertz probably ain't going to be back. We can all kind of figure that. Graham might not be back. Um some of their other defensive linemen probably aren't going to be back. Um, who else is uh, Alshon and, and Deshaun probably aren't going to be back. That's step one. Well, step one is the quarterback. And then step two is, okay, how do we replenish this roster so that by 2022 and 23, we're a legitimately competitive team again? And mm-hmm. How you do that, it's like if you take the history of this, this franchise in the last decade, the last two years of Andy were bad. The first year of Chip was good. 
The second year of Chip was good until the last couple weeks. The last year was awful. The last year was awful. The first year of Doug was the first year of Doug. Yeah, it was a first-year coach and a first-year quarterback, and then they won the Super Bowl. They made the playoffs. So you're right. It's a little bit like the 93 Phils, you know, but you don't want to – you want to be two years from now, you want to be kind of be back to where you were in 17. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be a 14-win team, but you want to be back, and the division is probably going to get tougher. I can only imagine – um and and God forbid every time they play the Giants now it's going to be like World War Nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting next year when they get together for the first time. And oh, you think so? Uh, yeah, <laughs> and especially because I don't think the Eagles will be that good. And Joe uh, the Judge Giants might not be that good either. But no, but Joe Judge, Kevin, I'm sure NFL, has easy motivation. If I'm the NFL, that I, is a Week One matchup. That's I'm, I'm I'm right now pencil it in, Eagles at Giants. <laughs> you see what I, I, I I'll tell you right now. I think that first matchup will be in the Meadowlands. Uh, it will Week probably one. I would say it's going to be at least a Thursday night game. They'll, they'll uh, love that. Well, little, the, if it's Week One, it won't, it won't be, be the Thursday, Thursday night. night game. So maybe yeah, week it could three. be Sunday night. Could be Sunday night. Could be Monday night. I don't know if the Eagles are going to get that many Sunday and Monday night games. No, but for that, well, okay, make it a four thirty game then. Right, make, yeah, make it the four thirty game. Uh, and the, the critical Giants part going to be and out the, for whatever. and the critical part if that game if that first game is in the Meadowlands, you hope there's people in the stands because it will make great theater. Well, if we <laughs> when don't Doug have walks on the field the stands by September, Kevin, God help us all. Then this went worse than I. Th- so, I mean, I'm not saying there's going to be 60,000 or 70,000 or whatever, but I mean, I think or I'm hoping that there could be half, like 35 yeah. or. And again, I don't feel for the Giants. No, I, I don't have, either. But in there. Oh, but it's hilarious game, the, to watch the meltdown last night was right. pretty awesome. That, look, if, if, if Hertz plays, there's no guarantee that the Eagles would have won that game. No. Not so, but, you know, if. if but could, could let's, let's also be honest. Fourth and goal at the four. You well, kicked the field goal to tie the game. Yeah, but it, then again, if the Eagles scored the touchdown, they would have been jumping up and down. I mean, you know, the guy was open. Um, the Could you imagine, flip-flop it, the Eagles beat the Cowboys at, at 1 o'clock, yep. right? And we need uh, the Giants to beat Washington. And all of a sudden, they're taking whoever their backup quarterback is, I don't know, out of the game and putting in me. What would the reaction have been in Philadelphia? Think about that. Because we never, we never want to look at it from other people's perspectives, but I know in Philadelphia there would have been people driving up the turnpike to kill somebody. I know there would have. Oh yeah. But hey, um, I'm tr- I'm trying to see what else. So, all right, do you think Wentz gets traded? Well, if Mortensen's report has and Schefter has validity, which I, I you know, like you said, Mort's not some guy who just. He's non bomb thrower. Yep, throws crap out there. Uh, yes, I, 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 and I guess a lot of it might depend on Philip Rivers' status. In like, I don't think the Colts are going to the Super Bowl, and he is thirty eight years old or whatever. He had a pretty good year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they won eleven games. So I guess it depends if Reich wants to say. And I don't know if the if the Indies could afford to have Rivers on the team and Wentz. Like, well, I don't know. River, Rivers say, is Rivers is likely not returning, I would think. Okay, but what I'm saying, let's let's say 
let's say they win a couple games in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to, but I think they're a decent team. You know, who knows? Um, and like I, I, you, you, you might be right about Rivers, but what I'm saying, let's say Rivers says I'm going to come back for one more year. Yeah. And I'm not making. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's willing to take a, a salary cut or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. And then Wentz says I'll go there because I like Frank Reich. I know, yeah. I realize I'm probably going to sit for a year unless something happens to him or he's not playing well. I mean, could that happen? You, you know, I don't know. Um, I mean, does Carson definitely want to go to Indy? Or does are there other teams that you, you could see him going to? Oh, I like, could I, I, I could see know. him in one other city. Patriots. Uh huh. Yeah, I I mean, I I guess I mean I just think Indy's more got a better team. Indy's uh, got a better team, but I could also see a little bit of an urgency for Belichick to get a new uh if he wants if he wants to stick around and win another one without Brady. You know, Bill's not young. You know, right. t- time is ticking. Wait, think about this. What did Brady do well his last three, four, five years? Short passes. Short passes. He got rid of the ball. Mm-hmm. That's that not, that's not like Carson. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I don't know. Uh, maybe you learn. Maybe you reinvent yourself. He's only 28 years old. Yeah, but um, let's also be honest. Uh, Bill has a history, and if Josh McDaniels is still there, too. Yeah, right. Of, I don't think Josh is going anywhere. No, but of reclamation projects working. Yeah, I'm trying to think what other teams. Um, like I'm just off the top of my head. I'm just I'm just trying to think. The one the one ninety. I mean, Atlanta's uh, going to have to be looking for a quarterback at some point. Yeah, I think they may be drafting here. That's and that's fine. But I'm just saying. I think the team right. you saw. I think the team you saw last night may be looking. Yeah, I think Atlanta is going to get going to get a quarterback. They don't wind up wanting. That's just me. I think um, I think Washington is a team that could be looking. Oh, f- for sure. Yeah, because uh, would the Eagles make like, a trade with Washington? I don't know. Uh, They've boy, done I, it with Donovan, I but you, I don't know if you want. It depends what you get. Like if Washington offered you a one, and they were the only team offering you a one, I would I, think about you know, it. The Eagles. This is the, the way I have to look at it. If I'm the Eagles, I don't think you want to trade them in the division just because. But you, on the other hand, but you there's a premium too. What's that? You can trade him in the division if you get a premium price. Kevin, if you're facing him twice a year, and he's beating you, yeah, I know. You don't want it. We've seen this happen before in division stuff. You don't. That's, that's why the Eagles and the Cowboys never trade. It's why the Eagles and the, I mean, you don't want to be. It's like, it's like why the Phillies won't want to trade somebody that with the Mets, trade the Marlins, but you won't make a trade with the Braves. Or the Nats. Or the Mets, right. Yeah, because, you know, we don't want to be facing that guy 16 times a year. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, other teams that might. I don't know what San Francisco's situation is with Garoppolo. I don't think there, they own there was a report. Money. There was a report yesterday that they're ready to move on. Um, After he, see, now they, see, that to me is a little weird. The guy took you to a freaking Super Bowl. And was up ten. Well, I, I nine minutes. I, to go. I think they would look at that. It was their defense that took them to a Super Bowl, as opposed to him. Well, that's that's stupid. See, see that that's like revi- no. Your team was up twenty to ten with nine minutes to go with the ball. Now, did the offense not come up big? Did Garoppolo overthrow that guy? Yeah, yeah I, I get all that. But see, that's just to me. How can you say a quarterback took you to a Super Bowl and played pretty well? I'm not saying he was great, but he played pretty well. And then it's like, well, it really wasn't him. Right. I, that's, so they'd rather have Carson Wentz. 
Then Garoppolo? Okay. I, I, I don't rule I'll, it out. I don't rule it out at all. Okay, no. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Then you know what the Eagles should do? They should go get Garoppolo. You know? Yeah. I take a shot on Garoppolo. I mean, he's not, I'm not saying he's an MVP candidate. He's brittle. He's not a big quarterback. No, he's brittle as hell, though. Who isn't? I mean, you wow. know, I mean, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's probably like a walking wounded guy at this point. Uh, I'm sure every quarterback in the league is is you know getting up on Monday and every part of his body's hurting. Um, you know, but hey, whatever. I mean, um, let me let me run. We're gonna have our full picks on uh, on on Friday. Um, but I want to run these games by you just to get a, a sense of where you think they are uh, on the rest of the league. Bills and Colts. Um, Frank Reich, by the way, returns to Buffalo. That's Interesting. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on that one? How much are the Bills favored by? Seven. Well, I'll say this. The Bills haven't been there. Okay. They, they made it last year, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They lost they got... to Houston. Okay. Um, But now there's pressure on them. Yeah, there is. Because now, you know, but over the last month of the season, they've been, they've the best been as team good in the as anybody. They've been the best team in the league. Best team in the league. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a tough one for me. I, It's hard for me to see Indy winning the game, but Indy's not bad. I mean, you talk about like a live underdog. Yeah, one of the problems is Indy plays in a dome. Yeah. And now it's going to be cold in Buffalo, I'm assuming. I, I, I It's hard for me to see the outright upset. Seven, who the I, hell I think that, I think right that's now, an interesting. Monday, I would lean towards Buffalo, even given the seven. I, I think it's an interesting game. Uh, just only because of the idea that, you know, Buffalo, Buffalo, it's been so easy for them, like in the last, as you said, month where everything literally yesterday. I mean, they, they put Matt Barkley in and they scored 30 points. I mean, it just looks so easy. Everything is going for them. Uh, by the way, the weather is going to be 31 and dry in Buffalo. No, that's actually not bad. That's not bad for Buffalo and um no, and and and, and they won't have the you know if, if that was a, a crowd game, they are having know, some crowd. Yeah, but how many? Seven thousand. Seven thousand. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying. If they had, yeah, oh yeah, 70, I know seventy thousand in there, that'd be. Look, I, I just think Buffalo's really good. Um, we've seen really good teams lay eggs in playoffs. It had, but man, I, right now it's hard for me to go against Josh Allen. I, I think if it gets to the point where they play KC, and I'm not saying it will. Right. There's some really other good teams out there right now playing football. But man, that what a matchup that would be. Rams and Seahawks in Seattle. Seattle's a four and a half point favorite. You know, Seattle over the second half of the season has it's not, not been, been good. good. Nope. Um, you know, I mean, all of a sudden Russell Wilson went from MVP to whatever. Um, and I'm not knocking him. I'm just, right. just saying. Uh we don't hear about Metcalf, you know, getting 150 yards every week. I'm just not sold on the Rams. Well, you don't know, you know if Goff's going to play. You don't either. know about Goff. I mean, I think it's going to be an ugly game. Yeah, that could be like a 13-10 game. game. I Maybe see. a little higher than that. Maybe like 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 20 to 13 or something. You know, I, I I just see that being. And the weather could be goofy up there too. Tampa at Washington. The Bucks are an eight-point favorite. Well, other than the fact that we've seen two teams with losing records win in the last eight years. Uh, plus Tampa's just, play, Tampa's playing their best football of the of the of the year, right? Yeah, now. but if if Smith was a hundred percent healthy, I would give Washington a a fighter's shot. But he ain't. You could see that last night. 
His leg, he can't plan on no, the leg. You're right. He can't move now. Is he going to be better by this weekend? I don't know. I, I, I think Tampa is a team that can would scare me a little bit, and I think they got a great draw in this game. Now, that means they're going to probably have to go to Green Bay, maybe. Yeah, if, probably. If all, if all the fade, well, if, if somebody, if there's not an upset. Uh, oh, yeah. Ravens on Sunday, Ravens and Titans in Tennessee, the Ravens, three and a half point road favorites. Okay, Ravens have been playing great. Yeah. I mean, ever since everybody basically said they suck. And Tennessee's uh, defense and, has been leaky. Yeah, and I mean, but the Ravens have been in a playoff situation for most of the last four weeks. Mm-hmm. They've had games they had to win or they weren't going to make it. But boy, Tennessee was, you know, Tennessee's got Henry and they, and they, they were good in the playoffs last year. Ah, man, that that could be a really good football game. I don't know who I would go to in that. So I I like. Look, the Ravens are due to win a playoff game. You know, if they, if they, if they go out this year in the first round, that'd be three straight years with with Jackson and Harbaugh. I I, I, th- I think the Raven. I can see the Ravens winning. I think I could too. Be, that might be the best game of the weekend. I think it is the best game of the weekend. Um, yeah. Bears and Saints. The Saints are nine and a half point favorites. I, I'm going to say this, and I, I know I'm going to regret this, and maybe even by the end of the week, I'll change my mind. I give Chicago a puncher's chance. Like, um, I, I, I like their defense can play well against what New Orleans does. You don't know how Kamara is going to be back because of of the COVID situation. He's, well, it ain't just him. It could be older running. I mean, right. Well, I, I, yeah. proto- because it's a Sunday game, they're actually eligible. Kamara will be eligible to come back. Well, you knew they were going to make that a Sunday game. They weren't going to make that. They were going to give the Saints an extra day. day. Um, Which is fair, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Chicago's not bad. I mean, I know they're 8-8, no. eight and eight, but they play much better since Trubisky took over. That was a game yeah. yesterday against Green Bay for three quarters. Maybe Foles will come off the bench and oh, lead them God. to victory. Oh, um, I still like this. I think this game comes down to, and I don't know Michael Thomas's status. Right. I'm, I'm a, if Drew Brees plays well, the Saints will win. If he doesn't, and I think he's starting to play better. Now, look, we've seen the Saints go out three years in the playoffs. A couple, you know, one they got cheated, sort of. Uh, one was a fluke. Last year they just lost. Um, I, I find it hard to see the Saints losing, but I think it could be a game that wouldn't surprise me. Um, this might be a little bit of an ugly game too. By the way, this might be like a twenty-four twenty kind of game, well, sort of like the reports out there that Breeze has already committed that this is his last year. So, that's okay, something well, to yeah. be. I'm going to tell you right now, the Saints ain't going to win next year with Taysom as quarterback. No, I mean they may win nine or ten games. Don't don't get me wrong, but they're not the class of that division anymore. They're not a Super Bowl nope. contender. And Browns and Steelers in Pittsburgh, back to back weeks uh, for those two teams. The Steelers are four point favorites. Well, I would have to lean towards the Steelers. The last two times the Browns have been, if I have this on correct, the road, they have been crunched. Well, no, two thousand two. The last time they were in the playoffs, they lost to the Steelers at Steelers. I think. Yeah. In ninety four, the last time they won a playoff game with Bill Belichick. They lost in the second game to the Steelers. So everything points to the Steelers here. I mean, yeah, you know, and I know the Steelers haven't played well the last month. They they have not played well. Um, it's just hard for me to see the Steelers losing this game. But, you know, if Ben has an off game and May- Mayfield plays really well, I mean, you know, Cleveland compounds you with those backs. Um, 
I, I think there'll be a little bit of that. We're just happy to be in yep. kind of thing. Uh, and I think the steel, I, I, I mean, look, four points is four points. Uh, but I would, I would have to lean towards the home team. Yeah, I would too, because I also, you know, it's strange. I, I, in watching that game yesterday, I kept thinking, boy, you know, no Roethlisberger, no, no real weapons of any kind. And, uh, they still really struggled. So, yeah. Um, don't read too much into week 17 games sometimes. I mean, it's, yeah. just, it's just, you know, it, it, that's why you don't bet them very heavily because you never know. So let's move on to other news. The NCAA announced this morning what we all expected, the 2021 Men's Basketball Championships taking place in Indiana exclusively. Uh, selection Sunday scheduled for March 14th. Plans to have the Final Four on April 3rd and 5th. Uh, and they will be hosted. It will be ho- uh, the Indiana Convention Center will be used as practice facility, multiple courts inside of venues, and it will be at Butler, uh, Indiana, in Bloomington, uh, IUPUI's facility in Indianapolis and Purdue. Are they having sixty-eight teams? Is yes. there two playing games? Yes. Four, uh, no, four, no, 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 no. Pl- four playing games. No. Uh, I'm reading over this. They're not all going 67 to games of the tournament. Yes, they're not going to Dayton. So there's only 64 teams in. No, 67 teams. So yeah, 68 team tournament. Well, then they're having two playing games. Yeah, that's I just read that later. Oh, four playing games, but they're going to be in Indianapolis. Right. Okay. Courts games will be played on two courts inside Lucas Oil Stadium, as well as Bankers Life Fieldhouse, Hinky right. Hinkle Col- uh, Fieldhouse, Indiana Farmers Coliseum, Mackey Arena, and West Lafayette. Right. And Bloomington Assembly Hall. In other Hall. words, it's a joke, but they can't help it because they have to have it because if they don't, they'll be broke. So, but it's a joke because the NCAA tournament is about fans. That's all it's about. It's about going into an arena and having a 10-point underdog, taking Villanova to the wire and half the crowd, you know, going, whatever. It is. Here's my question. So if if four days before the tournament, is set to begin. Mm-hmm. Villanova has an outbreak of COVID. What happens? I hope they have <sighs> contingency plans. Yeah, because you know Villanova wouldn't be allowed to travel to Indianapolis. No. Okay. So, and then you also have the thing, and I said this before: some teams are going to be there for three weeks. Now it's only four teams, okay, and sixteen teams will be there for two weeks. You know, you're talking about 20-year-old kids who were in school at the time um, who ain't going to be allowed to leave their rooms except to go practice and get lunch or whatever. I don't even know how the hell that works. Uh, box lunches or you go to... Uh, right. Yeah. There are so many things into this. And I understand they have to do it. I, I, I Trust me. I get it. But, I mean, are you going to have, like, um, like uh, 12 teams staying in the same hotel? I don't think you're going to have 68 separate hotels. Um, you know, so do you put the Midwest Regional in this hotel? Or I, you know, again, I, I don't, I don't know. By the officials, way. you have all these officials that are going to have to be out there. All the, um, you know, are family and friends going to be allowed to go out there? Um, yeah, I don't even know if they've decided that for bowl games yet. What, what? The statuses, I mean, of the national championship game, I guess. 
That's why they didn't have it at the Rose Bowl, I guess, so they could have some people down yeah, in Dallas. People there, right? Uh, uh, a report. There's a lot of questions, mm-hmm. and and there's and you know that there's going to be things that happen that are going to mess it up. You hope nothing serious, but they have to do it. They have they have no choice. If they don't have an NCAA tournament, they can't not have it two years in a row. Yeah, they they just can't. Now yeah. the the alternative would have been could you have moved it to to May, like we had talked about a couple times on this show. I don't know how much better place it would be in May than March. I or, or, I just don't know. Yeah. Uh, By the way, uh, back to the Villanova story. Jay Wright. Uh, this is from CJ Holmes of the Athletic. Jay Wright said two players tested positive this morning after nine consecutive negative tests as a group during the pause. Wildcats were playing the travel to Chicago to play DePaul this this afternoon, but that obviously has been suspended. You know what's amazing to me, Kevin, and I don't understand this COVID thing, you you know, like like a medical person would. It just seems like it's gotten a lot more contagious lately. Like, you wonder, like, I'm sure the Villanova kids were were on their best, or well, I shouldn't say that, but were trying to be on their best behavior. Yep. You know, whether somebody, but like, how did these two kids contact us? If they were following protocols or if they were, you know, I don't get it, but I guess that's just how the virus is. I mean, I have friends who've had it, you know, who have it right now and, and got it from like a family member who got it from somebody, yeah. but you know, it's got, it, it's just weird to me. Um, and then you wonder like, well, where did they get it from? You know, cause if Jay's got it and one of his staff members has it yep. and now two players have it, um, I mean that would scare me. Yeah. If if I was one of the people out of Villanova, I know I, you know, I've tweeted Mike Sheridan and, and and just said, man, please stay safe. And, yeah. You know, but uh, this is just the world we live in, I guess. Yep. It's, it's. I mean, do they have? So do they have like a, a number of games that you have to play to get into the tournament? That I don't know. I'll I'll look that up by the time we get together. On do you think Friday. Kentucky's going to make the tournament? If they show a pulse here, you know, and get back. You know, towards five hundred and a little bit over five hundred. Yeah, they will. Because they got the, a long in way the to end, go to get up. Kevin. They got a long way to go to get over five hundred. No, I know. I mean, it's, but I think what people have to realize is it's a TV show. It's it's like everybody mentioned about the college football playoff and all the huffing and puffing about whether Notre Dame belonged or not. And but what you put, but what, what, what I'm saying is, I don't think in years past they've. Not, I mean, like let, let's say the, the, the choice at the end was Kentucky and School B. Yeah, I'm not saying that Kentucky. I mean, we've seen Syracuse get left out before when we didn't yeah. think Syracuse would get left out. All I'm saying is, and it's such a weird year. Did you do you know who got the win there? Did you see that the other day? John got thrown out. John. John got tossed, and they won in double overtime at Mississippi State. I want to say, yeah, Bruiser was the coach. Good. <laughs> so Brew, after Cal Cal lost six straight games. Bruins first the first. time since 1927 that Kentucky's lost six straight. Right. And Brew, our Brew, comes in Bru- and gets Bruiser the win Flint, double right. overtime. Um, Amazing. Amazing. So, all right. I thought Brew was in Indiana. I didn't. Nah. I must have missed it where he went to Kentucky. I, um, all right. So that's pretty much it for, for Monday. Again, we'll have... Um, Mark Zumoff of NBC Sports Philadelphia on Friday. Discuss some Sixers. He's also a big Eagle fan. And uh, just talk about Zeus. Zeus, a fixture in this town. I mean, he's been around forever. Back to Everybody's been around forever, Kevin. That's true. 
That's our town. I like when we had J- Jimmy Jackson on, and I didn't realize he'd been doing it as long as he had been doing it. Yeah, ninety five. It me. Ninety five, I think, was his first year. Yeah, I, I just don't think of him being quite that long. And the same thing with Zoo. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I look. I know Zoo's probably close to my age. He might be my age for all. The, but I just don't think of him. Then you got Merle. Who's been here, you know, since the seventies? You know, I wish um, I heard Merrill last night. To be honest, I what, what was that? I, I kind of wish I heard Merrill last night. That would have been fun. You know what? You're I see. I don't have really like a radio in the house. I always listen to my radio in the car. Right. You're right, though. That that would have been very interesting. I mean, the reactions of Collinsworth and Michaels, I thought were priceless. That they didn't believe it. You know, and they're trying to to be fair. They're trying not sure. to kill Doug. And then at one point, Collinsworth just said, "Or I Michael couldn't Boyle do this. Said, I couldn't. Yeah. I, I couldn't have done it." Yeah. And I just thought that was exactly. And then when you saw the picture of Hertz, uh-huh. and I'll tell you the picture that really stuck with me, and probably a lot of people was Zach Hertz. Yeah. Um, when you saw him, and they they had that little prayer group that they kind of do after, and it was only him, Wentz. Brandon Graham from Washington. Yeah, well, the kicker and Brandon Graham was in it too. Brandon Graham came over. You're right, and then they had Ertz. I mean, can you imagine him sitting there on well, that bench for like late, a couple minutes? And, and then late night last night, him went and Kelsey and uh, Dom, who's the security guy, sitting out on the bench in the rain, having a conversation because obviously you can't have prolonged conversations in the building. Okay. Um in the locker room. So it was like very interesting. You could tell. I will, I will say this and I don't know Zach Ertz. I mean, at, at all. I mean, I just, well, during, while we've been doing this podcast, he has met the press and apparently there's a scene of him breaking down crying when talking about his time in Philadelphia. So I, I look would him and Julie have meant to this town for the last six, seven, eight years, whatever it's been, they have carried themselves yep. so well, mm-hmm. not only on the field. I mean, they look, they've been great on the field. But off the field, off, too. Off the field, what they've done with charities and just being a part of this community. And I don't know where Zach Ertz is from. I know he played at Stanford. I don't know where he grew up or what part of the country he's from. Um, but it, it's, yeah, I mean, when things like this end. Look, Brandon Graham, same way. Look, I, look, it's Brandon Graham. Jason look, they're, Kelsey. They're gonna put, they're going to put him in the Eagles Hall of Fame someday. Right. I'm, I'm not so sure he's that good, but he, he he has been. He's a good guy. Right. He's been a loyal guy. He's always been out there. Um, never shies away from anything. And apparently, he's given a lot to the community. Also, well, and when you, when you lose people like this, which and I'm not saying Brandon's gone. I'm just when you lose people like this, it's tough, man. Yeah. It's, well, think about tough. it. You know, the other guy who is Kelsey. I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh man, and he's thirty three, and his body's taking a pounding, and he knows they're probably not going to be good next. Good, uh, you know, and he and I can. T- and he's talked about retirement before. Past, right? Yeah, he's talked about retirement before. His wife is due with their second child, I believe, coming up. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Um, you know, this might be. A t- and Jason tell Kelsey's the type who will have forever because he married a local oh. girl. Oh God! He'll, he yeah. will in this town forever because of the Mummers thing. But, because but of think the of the three guts. guys you just mentioned. Yeah, think of the three guys you just mentioned, and then throw in uh, the safety that's now with the Saints. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Throw in him. In him. Um, 
I'm trying to think if I'm Chris leaving. Chris Long. I mean, Lane Johnson is kind of like that guy too, right? Yeah. Chris Long would be in that class from that team. But he wasn't here very long. I mean, no, Chris wasn't he, here very long. No, but he made an impact when he was here. And he did, he but I'm a, talking about guys who were here for a while. No, you're right. Um, th- That's a real good group of core guys. And I'll even go further. Jason, I, I noticed, um, I'll go Jason Peters. Peters, yeah. And I know it didn't end well. And, and he played too long and he made too much. But... But you take those kind of core guys, and now you got to replace them. And I got to believe those core guys had a lot to do with them winning the Super Bowl. I know Jason Peters wasn't around at the end of that year; he was hurt. But you're not going to convince me that those weren't the locker room guys um, that Doug depended on. I'm sure. Um, and and you've seen it with the Phillies. You've seen the same thing. I'm sure. In all your years covering the Phillies, where the core guys, mm-hmm. you knew who they were. Yeah. Um, and then they go. And then there's a void. And then it's like, you know, I mean, I don't know. Is Alec Bohm going to be a core guy? I hope so. I think they need him to be. Well, obviously, Harper's now going to be a core Harper, guy. Harper, the catcher, maybe, if the catcher's here. Um, but you need some of those young guys. Hoskins would be considered a core guy for what he was in that room and, for a and while. And maybe but... a Kingery. Yeah. You know, it, 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 but it's guys like that who are going to be. The future of your team, Nola. But, um, but I, I, I think the one thing, and, and this is what makes the decision ultimately to bring Roseman and and, and Peterson back so maddening it, it, to a lot of people, and Roseman especially to me, is you, you could see the expiration date was coming. And they never, they never adapted. They never... You know, on a lot of those guys, you know, they look at the, the offensive linemen we're talking about. They never really drafted replacements for. Well, they drafted bad. Well, yeah, they, they just drafted poor. But you got to put. See, here's what we got to do, and we never do this. You got to put yourself in Jeff Lurie's shoes. Okay, mm-hmm. can't put him in Mike Kern's shoes or Kevin Cooney's shoes or Bob from Maniunk. Jeff Lurie's sitting there. He's raised this kid from a pup, pretty much. He's, he, he's yeah. his, probably his biggest confidant in the world. And they won a Super Bowl three years ago. He kicked them out of the building once or demoted them. Realized two years later, hey, I, that was a bad move. Bring them back. He's not looking at it the way we are. Now, he, he might be disappointed. And if nothing's changed in two years, he may say, hey, I got to let my kid go. You know, But he, he's looking at it as we won a Super Bowl. All the moves that year worked. Okay. In 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 seven in eighteen and nineteen we were good we weren't great now I would look at it and say you were four and six mm-hmm. and you, you know you may but I'm just saying I'm looking at it from Jeff now now this year we've seen signs where he's visibly upset but it's a COVID year okay everything this year is is weird whatever and his point is I'm not going to blow this thing up yet I'm going to give these two guys who I've who I have a lot of faith in or a lot of trust or whatever the words you want to throw out there, I'm bringing them back for another year or two. Let's see what happens next year. Let's see where we go. I think that's a mistake. I do too. You think it's a mistake, but again, I'm not looking at it. I don't, I don't have a relationship with Howie, so I'm not looking at it that way. Um, I'm looking at a team that's in salary cap hell with a quarterback issue that needs a lot of help, yeah. you know, and I would just like to see, and even if you said we're going to keep Howie and Doug, but give them help, yeah. I'm okay with that, but I don't think 
that's what Doug and Howie want. No. No. So, it, it, yeah, and you're going to find out a lot more probably in the coming days. Um, well, when do you think Jeff will when do you think Jeff will speak? Uh, that's a good question. You said the owners meeting, right? Uh, the owners meeting is when he normally speaks, but if there's no owners meeting, we may not hear When, from when him. is the owners meeting? Usually March. So you, so we we think Jeff might not talk for wow, man. I mean, I think he has to talk. To be honest, I, I you know, I, I think that there's got to be somebody in that building who's got to pull him aside and go. I know you don't like doing this, but I think you have to do it at this point. You yeah, know? but they did that to him last year and it didn't work out. They they told him what to do. You Who, know, Jeff? he wanted to do one thing. They did. I mean, to me, you have to have Doug can't run this offense. Okay. And yet, that's what he wants to do most of all in the world. Well, and that's what the, run the, the meetings tomorrow. The, the meetings tomorrow will be interesting with that. So I well, agree with you. But I, but I just don't because Doug, if Doug's going to turn the keys over, so to speak, he's got to trust that guy. Yeah, he does. Now I don't know, you know, is there a guy? But to me, either way, whether you're trying to fix Wentz, right, or whether you're trying to develop Jalen, I don't see Doug as the guy who can pull that off. Right. And that scares me. Now I don't know who the new defensive guy is going to be. I, you know, I, 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 I don't know. But I think one of the fundamental issues with this team is that some of the guys who are coaching these guys aren't good enough. It's one of two things: either they're not coaching them well enough, mm-hmm. or these guys aren't good enough. It's got to be one of the two, or both, or both. And you know, it's scary to me when Aguilar goes to Las Vegas and you know has. He wasn't great, but he had like six touchdowns. And no, and you, and you look at Sidney Jones had a decent year in Jacksonville for didn't Rasul didn't Rasul Douglas, Rasul Douglas okay? had a good year in 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 Carolina. I mean, yeah, there, there's a couple of those guys, and that is something I mean, they better next, look at the next building. year. Kevin Dillard had better be good. Okay, I'm not sure he's going to. I'm not sure Rager he's going to be the starter. Better be good. I'm not saying great. I'm not saying Rager has to be all pro. But he's got to be good. Dillard's got to be good. And the, who else has to be good? Like who right. else on the team? There aren't a whole. I mean, Derek Barnett has to be better. Myalata's got to be better or got to yes. be good. Um, but see, Myalata isn't he like a seventh round pick? Or yeah, but but I'm just if you're using right, that example, right. I, like I, I, I got guys you, who have to grow and all that. I'll be honest. I think Miles Sanders has to be better than he was. Uh, well, they, and they that's have to maybe sec- you. And I think he's injury prone. That, that's just that's a me a little bad. That's a bad situation right now. What well, I mean, you have to back- be better have another good running back. Yeah, and you they better don't have a second guy. Who's- and it can't be Boston Scott. It can't. Well, probably not. Probably not. But here's the thing: like, let's say Dillard is good. Right. That solves a lot of problems. You know, now you can move my. You know, I'm just yeah, saying it, 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 it's better than the option, sure. Right, and 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 you haven't wasted a draft pick, and if Rager turns out to be a decent player, uh-huh. you haven't wasted that draft pick. Um, it's not as good as Jefferson, but you right. haven't wasted it. Um, it, it, there's just so much that has to. I mean, they right now there aren't many franchises in this league. I don't think that are in worse shape than the Eagles. When you factor everything in, now I'm not saying the Giants are in great shape or the Reds or the Washingtons in great shape or Dallas. Houston. I don't know what those. The Jaguars obviously aren't good. Atlanta's not good. Uh, I'm sure I could come up with two or three more. Yeah, but but they're in the, they're in the bottom half of the, they're you know they're in the bottom third of the league. 
I would say the one thing also is that the Eagles quarterback situation may be the worst right now because of the prospect that you can't, you don't have, you know, the Jaguar situation is clearly the worst on paper, but they have the answer coming in. Hey, did you see how Howie answered that question? Did you listen to the whole thing? Right? I listened to the whole thing. Okay, so the question is from somebody, might have been Jeff, I'm not sure. Do you think, they asked him twice because he didn't really answer it. They said, do you think the drafting of Jalen Hurts played into the, the the fact that he made the worst, re- it was Jeff McLean. Yeah. Because he phrased it as the worst regression of any quarterback. In NFL history. In the league. Yeah. And Howie, and I told you this, I told you this, Howie will take credit for it. Because his his way of looking at it is, my God, if we didn't take Jalen, well, look how bad where we would have been. been the last four weeks. Well, you know what you would have been? You would have been three, 12 and one instead of. And picking and pick third. But I'm just saying, I don't, but I told you that. Yeah. I said, they're going to look at this as a C, C, C. We were, we, we and, and, yeah. and again, I look at Jalen and I'm trying to give Jalen every benefit of the doubt. I, I want him to succeed if he's going. He didn't look that good. No, he didn't. But it's his fourth game, so yeah. I'm not going to, you know. Oh, I'm not damning him forever, but you know, I think everybody, who, yeah, there there are bozos on the radio who think that you know he's the second coming. So, and you know what it becomes too? It becomes I hate Carson, I love Jalen, or I hate Jalen. Oh I love yeah, Carson. I, and then it's going to become a black white thing because wow. you, everything mel, melds into that. I'm just hoping that if Jalen is the quarterback, if that is the way this plays out. And he gets a training camp, and I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, I don't. But he right. gets some OTA work if that if that even happens. But he gets and he gets somebody working with him. Hopefully, not just Doug. Right. But I don't know how that's going to happen. And then you have to bring in a guy like Andy Dalton, like the Cowboys did, which was a great signing when you really think about it. Yeah. Um, or or somebody like that to be, you're the backup. You're only going to play if this guy gets hurt mm-hmm. or if he really, really, really stinks. And don't make it a controversy. But if they go to camp next year with two guys who the, the fan base is, is, you know, half's on one side, half's on the other, and 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 you're going to have, uh, God forbid, all the guys out there, if they're out there tweeting every time somebody throws a pass. Hey, Jalen just threw a good one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh. I, can't, I can't deal with that, Kevin. <laughs> I can't, oh, I know I, you I'm can't. Sorry. I, know I you can't, can't deal with that. And you know this town, this town doesn't handle that well. No, it doesn't. Nope. No. So. All righty. <laughs> uh, but the Phillies are going to sign Rio Molto. Uh, at some point. Hey, can I ask you a question before we go? Sure. Has, has anybody in baseball signed anybody? Well, yeah. Early on there was a flurry, but now it's it's died down. Yeah. No, not died down. It's dead. It's dead. Like. Is this just because of the COVID? I, thing? I think part of it was the uncertainty about spring training and everything. But apparently, there's a report in the Athletic today that uh, baseball will speak open spring training on time as of now. So, well, is this a situation like that year back in the eight? Well, I remember the year back in the eighties when the Phillies signed that catcher from Detroit Lance that turned Parrish. out to be a bust. Um, but will they start saying collusion or no? Because of the COVID, nobody I think can the, say. I collusion. think it's COVID. I think it's the COVID stuff. Okay, do you think do you think the Phillies are going to get their catcher back? I think I think they're pro. I I would say right now in my mind they're the front runners, but who knows? About how much do you think it's going to cost? That, I don't know. I, I well, if you're making pro- a guess, make make a Kevin Cooney guess. Three years, twenty million a year. Okay, you think the Phillies would be willing to go twenty? 
Yeah. Okay. And I mean, see, to me, that sounds like a fair compromise. It's the years as opposed to the length. But three years ain't bad. No. Is it? Or no. Um, I, see, I think you think you think he'll want four or five. I think he'll want four or five, and I think he probably wants around twenty six a year, twenty five, twenty six a year. Well, that ain't happening. So that, that ain't if it's happening. twenty, could, I, I could see it happening. Yeah, you could see him getting four or five and twenty six. No, no, I could see three and twenty six. Wow, but I don't see four and I don't see four or five and twenty six. No. And the Phillies won't go three and twenty six, right? I think the Phillies could go to like three and twenty-three. Oh, okay. But, that, but that's just that's that's a that's a spitball guess in the dark at this point. No, no, no. That but your guess is probably. You know, I mean, you're, you're not because totally I, I I think here. from a couple of standpoints, uh, one, it gets him past the CBA talks. Two, Ramudo will be thirty-three at the end of it. He could, in theory, grab another big contract or a big money contract. At right. that age, if he maintains himself. Um, and the Phillies aren't tied down long term. Okay, here's another question. Mm-hmm. Does Harper play any role in this, do you think? I think he's in Middleton's ear, yeah. No, 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 no. With Riamolto. Like, 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 does Harper go to him and say, hey, guy, look, we're friends. Yeah, I, 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 I know players shouldn't be discussing other players' money. I, 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 I get it. I, I couldn't tell you that because, to be honest, um, I would I would personally say no player is going to tell another player to take a lesser I contract. okay I agree with you but he could go to Real Molto and say hey I really like I like having you here I I you know I really think that in a, we're going to get better you know I, I mean I don't know how you sell that yeah but, uh, um you know I, and and who do you think would be in, in, in who do you think would be looking at Real Molto? The Mets aren't going to, right? They, they've got a catcher. No, I, I, I couldn't. Like, I don't have the list in front of me. I got you. Um, okay. the, the, Texans, the Texas teams are obviously the, the, the main. Because he's from Oklahoma, right? Yeah. I think the main one's here to keep an okay. eye on. So. And if the Phillies lose him, is that devastating? Or do you just well, I, go on? The, the find devastating. Because, to be honest, I don't know what... What they are from a mental per, from a mental perception in the fan base? Uh probably. Okay. Probably. So Okay. Alrighty. That's it, Mr. Kern. Hey, how was your beef sandwich for your for your Oh, wife's it was birthday? awesome. It was awesome. Uh I actually got both the sausage? I did I got both. I got one for uh I got one for lunch that day and one for dinner that night. <laughs> well the um you, so you didn't get it on one sandwich? No, no. You got two separate sandwiches? I got two separate sandwiches. I got the beef and sausage on the one. Oh. And then just the beef on the other. And, and did you like the sausage? Yes, I did. It was awesome. Is it like spicy? our buddy Paul our buddy Paul Hagen uh at Chaps Pit Beef down in Delaware County in Media? Uh it And was, I'm going to get there as soon as this pandemic is over. Uh well, you know, yeah. I want to sit inside. I want to sit in there and 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 have the experience. Well, now you can sit back in there. That's right, because they're in Delaware County. They're in Delaware County. We may have to do that. Okay. Oh, but I've been good with this COVID stuff. So I mean, yeah. but but I think we could find a corner corner booth or something. Was Paul there when you went? Paul was there. Yep. Oh, God bless him. God, God no. I mean, I I, I I'm I know. for him so hard. I know. to make this a success. I, I was going to ask you another question about. Oh yeah, you'll love this. 
the Mike Kern New Year's Eve story. Okay. Okay. So we were going to go because we had all these gift certificates from a year ago. So we had one to the Longhorn Steakhouse mm-hmm. up on the boulevard. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so I call about 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock. I say, look, if we're going to get something to order. You know, what, what's a good – she goes, ah, you know, call 5, whatever. You know, we'll, we'll – okay, fine. I called five times. Could not get through. So finally, I just looked at my wife. I said, pizza? And uh, we got a good pizza from Merck Brothers. And then we ended up going to the Longhorn the next day, New Year's Day. Oh, okay. So they must have just got, I, I guess. Swamp. I, I couldn't even get through. And it was good. Yeah. I hadn't been to the Longhorn in forever. Um, and it was good, but probably not as good as the pit beef. No, but, the pit beef was awesome. And uh, Well, no, you offered. I mean, I you, did. you trust me. It, it, but I want to do it the right way. I want to, I want to, I want to do it the right way. I want, and the beef goes good with the sausage, huh? Yeah, it does. It does has a little bit of a spiciness to it. It's really good, and it's not too messy. It's it's it works. It's it's. Well, I didn't put any like sauce on it. You didn't put the uh, the white sauce that they always tout in there. No. Okay, I'm not a sauce guy on sandwiches. That's fine. See, I see, I I will like. I'm guessing that Paul's sandwich with that brat sauce from Milwaukee would go really good. Yeah, it would. It would. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to get Paul working on that. Yeah. He he loved that sauce. Yes, he used he, to tell me about that all the time. Yep. So all right, Mr. Kern. Be good. Be good. We'll see you Friday. Thanks. Thanks everybody for joining us. We will see you Friday. This has been Working to Beat. Park.